Good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's uh, daily pre-market trade plan live session um, for Wednesday, the 17th of May. I hope you're all keeping well. Good to have you join us. Um, the purpose of this particular session before the European markets open at 8 o'clock is to, is to do our analysis and try to be as prepared as we possibly can for today's trading opportunities. So without further ado, let's get straight into it then. We'll start, of course, those of you who are joining us live, um, please see our risk warning uh, currently up on screen and, and always be mindful of the risks involved in trading these financial markets. And just as a very quick introduction then, um, all profitable traders, they need to consider, of course, which markets to trade. So trade selection is an important feature of anyone's trading approach. Um, where and how do we then enter these markets and, of course, exit? Uh, initially for a stop loss in terms of uh, making sure that you place a stop loss and um, hopefully you get to a position where you can mitigate risk and start booking in profit on the trade um, and then how do we manage risk hopefully prior to entry uh, trade management so when those markets move in in your favor you, you know you don't want to expose as much capital you want to be able to start to book in profit and that gets a little bit easier with experience really and then trading psychology and it's this psychology that's kind of really center stage at the minute because these markets uh, more broadly speaking are um are pretty indecisive at the minute and they have been for a good few weeks now so it's it's you know it, it's it's how does this impact you as an individual um a lot of traders would be very easy to be jumping into these markets every day, you know, full tilt and increasing trade size. And as you know, um, those of you who've been with us for a little while now, especially over the last five, six weeks, um, we've been reducing down our, our, our trade frequency and we're also reducing our trade size. So, and it's because of these market conditions that we're doing, that we're making these decisions. So that's all really a part of risk management as well. Um, we address these considerations live every day in our trade rooms, just to let you know, and we're strong advocates of being consistent in our trading approach, uh, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital, and of course, be patient as well. Okay, so let's get straight into it then. We've got some, market was waiting for some retail sales figures uh, due out yesterday. And um, just to discuss that little news event with you, 1.30 p.m. UK time yesterday, uh, we um, we've got US uh, retail sales figures due out. So the core retail sales side on the month on month, um, we were expecting a positive, a positive number. Um, the previous month, if you look back, we had a, a negative retail sales figure, um, both on the core retail sales and also uh, resale retail sales month on month. And this time we're expecting a positive one. Um, so retail sales to, to kind of 
summarize is not performing as well month on month as the markets had anticipated. So we were we were anticipating if this if this news event came in, you know, negative, we would probably see um, the recessionary fears begin to creep through these markets again, and potentially uh, a bearish view. Um, might see some selling across the indices, maybe see the dollar strengthen. Uh, if we saw a retail sales number that was um, even more positive than 0 0.5 and 0 0.8, we would have anticipated potentially uh, a risk on trade, uh, as in indices higher and perhaps dollar weaken, weak, weakness. As it happens, it, it's not coming in uh, as strong we're still in positive territory that's the good news but it's not coming in as strong as was was anticipated um retail sales figures is probably half what was anticipated so it's a bit of a sort of a bland news event really it doesn't really confirm either direction um to be fair it's not a million miles away from the actual forecast um so we were sort of very mildly suggesting maybe we'll get a little bit more dollar strength begin to creep through and and actually that's what we've begun to see uh over the course of yesterday which was uh, a weaker dollar initially especially during the european session and as we went into the to the us trading session uh, we started to see the dollar begin to strengthen uh marginally not not to any significant level and therein lies some of the difficulties so today, now Wednesday, uh, the 17th of May, um, we had a wage price index. It's a quarterly number uh, for the Australian economy. Broadly coming in line with, um, with expectations, we're expecting wages to grow quarter on quarter. was 0.9%, not quite as high as what was expected coming in, coming in at 0.8. So we have this... Um, Wage growth is kind of struggling to keep up with inflation. Um, and we have sort of stagnating economies now. So that's high inflation uh, and fairly bland or, or low growth. And, and that's really what, what retail sales actually arrive at. This the conclusion that we can draw from these numbers is that, okay, we've got inflation. We know it's around 5%. We know interest rates are up at 5.25 in the US, um, but we have, um, it looks like we have considerably slowing growth. Okay, the only other thing we're going to be hearing from today is the governor of the, the Bank of England, and it's late morning, um, due to speaking at an event at the British Chambers of Commerce Global Annual Conference. Um, I don't think there is... It's not a Q&A session, I don't believe. It's more of a, a speech. And tomorrow we're going to be hearing from Jerome Powell. Sorry, on Friday it was actually. Jerome Powell and Christine Lagarde. Um, not to be brushed aside. Sometimes when these uh, central bankers do speak at these events, the markets are listening very, very carefully. We can get a, a very significant market move off the back of it. Um, this will just make a little bit more... And if you look at the title of the actual event, it's, um, oh no, that's on Friday, sorry. 
Um, we'll have a look at Friday's news event perhaps tomorrow. So really, there's nothing else of any major concern over the course of the, the trading day. Crude oil inventories expecting a negative figure. Um, the more negative it is, the likelier is we are to see prices push higher in crude oil. Right, so we've got quite a bland backdrop to these markets. Um, we don't really have any further clues coming from the bond markets to be fair it's 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 edging slightly higher we had a move from around 4.0 to 4.4 off the back of retail sales and since then we've squeezed up to uh um 4.08 so we're 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 inching ever so slowly higher we've created a bit of a structural failure to the upside up at this 4.82 level. Um, we've got a high up here at the 4.26. So that would constitute a bit of a, a breakout to the upside. And as a result would be quite bearish for the stock markets. So have a quick look at the volatility in these markets. Um, relatively limited uh, across the board. Yesterday, a little bit of bearish price action. Today, so far today, over the course of the last, uh, we're coming up to nearly eight hours, nothing of any major interest really. It's just completely dead. Good move to the downside yesterday. We kind of closed below these important levels um, in, in, the, in the Dow Jones. Um, but then you have the alternate indice again, US, but uh, this is the NASDAQ, and that's continuing to squeeze higher. So the, the Dow is, is squeezing lower, the NASDAQ is squeezing higher, largely due to the weighted nature of some of these NASDAQ um, large cap technology firms that are performing really quite well in this environment of higher inflation so that's squeezing higher dow squeezing lower everywhere else is looking probably a little bit more this was an interesting move from the nikkei um so yesterday not too much follow through further sort of momentum today um and a little breakout on that trade on Friday uh, after drifting sideways for a little while. Bitcoin, it's lower highs. We do have probably, we're, we're favoring a little bit of downside, probably nothing too, too dramatic. It's not really moving anywhere that, that quickly. We were back here at Mar March uh, 19th, March 17th. Um, we're at the same price then that we are now. So a little move higher, but also we've been a little bit lower as well. So very inconclusive price action, really. Um, we have a mild bias to the downside. Uh, sorry, across the industry markets. So we can see if we if we get if we can get these markets to the downside. Probably the Dow would probably be the best trade. There is a, a strong support level. Um, just below these levels. So commodities, let's have a look at commodities. 
Yesterday we had a little bit of a bias to the downside. We still have one today. It's by no means um, conclusive in, in any way, shape or form. Looking at gold, we with this dollar strength, we've seen a breakout of this slightly smaller um, uh, descending triangle. If you look carefully enough, you'll be able to see it. Lower lows and, and a double bottom. And then yesterday we were able to break through that. So it's just a little bit of dollar strength. You certainly look at further downside moves uh, below that 2000 level. That was the that was the key the key level for, for gold. And the problem we've got really with these markets is because they're so bland and, and relatively inactive that um, it kind of puts you off a little bit. Um, because the price action is kind of so uninspiring. We don't want to just sort of sit around in a trade that's really doing nothing for, for far too long. So good turnaround yesterday for our euro dollar trade. It's just being patient, isn't it? Just waiting for the for the move to, to fully develop. So bit of dollar strength. That's what we can probably focus our attentions on just a little bit. Um, it's probably across the board because some of these trades will look a little bit better than others. So let's uh, let's take a level for gold, which is now uh, the 1985. And the other, which kind of fits in quite nicely, is a little bit of continued dollar strength. So we've had bits of these markets move, not, not so much. Unfortunately, the, the overall sort of analysis of this market is, is still pretty much, you know, very mixed and, and quite choppy. You know, we, we drift sideways for long periods and then we have a bit of activity and, um, you know, and the, the, the moves or the direction of those moves are, are very unreliable. And it's really because of the narratives that sit behind these markets are in, very indecisive. So we're actually seeing what we would broadly expect to see. Again, that lends itself to reducing trade frequency. So we're taking very selective trades. We're not taking, we're not, you know, overdoing it on the trade size over trading right now is probably going to have a net uh, negative impact on your trading balance so just be careful of that you know we like to see market correlations move we like to see the commitment of others um and, and none of those things are playing out to any great extent right now so very frustrating i, I would absolutely appreciate that uh, and lower trade size. Um, many traders will take two or three losses and then they'll start increasing their trade size um, to try and chase back 
during a difficult market condition like this, that's a, that's a dangerous place to be. Um, so yesterday we had that sell trade below the 1989. Um, don't really, can we, can we keep US oil? We probably can. Uh, the 7047. Okay, let's stick with oil 7047. We've not made much progress to the downside, but worth looking at 1985 sell trading gold. And I think it's So further potential dollar strength. So this is our trade plan then. Um, the backdrop is very mixed and choppy. Um, so we're looking for US oil to sell below 7047. We're looking for gold to sell below the 1985. And we're looking for further potential dollar strength. So the euro dollar, maybe the pound dollar might continue its progress to the downside. Um, and then markets like the uh, dollar Swiss, the Aussie dollar, and we could have a look at the dollar yen as well. So there's a few to potentially choose from, and that's what we're going to do in our live trade room. Okay, so that's um, that's our trade plan uh, for the day, well, unless something significant changes. And and this is potentially the problem that we're talking about is the two major narratives. The you know you could really pick any of these little news events to 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 try and trade. And the problem is. The focus of this market just keeps the flipping from one to the other very, very mildly. There's not even anything to to work with for any length of period. If we had, you know, this rate pivot argument take center stage for two or three days, we'd probably be able to capitalize on some good moves. Um, or the recessionary fears or sticky inflation or whatever the, the focus happens to be. It, it is at the moment, unfortunately, just flip flopping from one to the other. So do bear that in mind as well. All right, then, guys, we'll let you go. Thanks very much for joining us. Any questions, feel free to post them into the chat box for us, and we'll answer them before we close off. But look, thanks very much for joining us. Just to let you know, we do trade these markets fully live and interactive every single day from 8 a.m. We trade the European session, and we're back again at 12.45 p.m. Uh, this is all UK time, by the way, uh, for the U.S. trading session. So if you want to join us for those, you're very welcome. Uh, for more information, just go to livetradingroom.com. On that note, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll switch rooms now, guys. We'll be over in our trade room now in just uh, a minute or so. So we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Bye for now. Take care. Bye-bye.